Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura. Let's go right to him live from Bush Stadium. MLB.com writer, friend of the feather here on Balloon Party, John Denton. John, good morning. I hear you're right down on the field. Yeah, yeah, down on the field, uh, kind of ducked away in the, in the tunnel for now. We just left uh, Ali Marmol's office and uh, going to be playing baseball in the, not before long. Yeah, hour and 15 minutes away. I uh, saw your tweet moments ago. I quote tweeted it with the colonel from Boogie Nights. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> Steve and Matt's will get the ball on Sunday. Yes, yes, yeah. They are going to start him. Uh, that could change. He's supposed to be throwing a bullpen today. Uh, you know, Tim, it's 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 rare to hear a pitcher say, I have no clue where my curveball is. <laughs> uh, you know, Matt's is, Matt's is struggling to even throw his curveball. He's, he's become a two-pitch pitcher. And Ali Marmol says, you know, you can't get away with two pitches in this league as a starter. So he's supposed to be working on the curveball today. They hope to see progress. For now, the plan is to start him on Sunday. But I guess, you know, if, maybe if that bullpen goes badly, they could change their mind. But I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I'm not sure you can trot him out there right now as a two-pitch pitcher. You know, the Cardinals are... 0-6 in his six starts. Uh, he's 0-4 with a 7 ERA. So something something needs to change there, definitely. Yeah, um, you, you were just spending time with Ali Marmol in his office, and uh, usually I wouldn't ask this question. I know he was asked this question two nights ago, uh, so I'll ask it again. How is he doing? I mean, after last night and uh, that post game, and now just uh, 12 hours later, he's back at it. Uh, how is how is he doing? What was the tone of the uh, the pregame media session? Uh, well, he said he slept one hour last night. So you know, he said he did try to lay down. He did try to sleep, but he slept one hour. He Ali has two young girls, so the girls are up super early and. He likes to see him before they get off to school. But, yeah, it's this is wearing on him. You know, I asked him, I said, have you ever experienced anything like this? And he said, you know, not really as a player or a manager. He's never been through anything like this. He kept mentioning how it how it happens is the hardest part. And, you know, he mentioned that this is painful and it's wearing on him and it's wearing on everybody in that clubhouse. You know, it's this is not a new phenomenon. It's been a tense clubhouse. It's been a, you know, every question you ask the manager has been tense for two, three, four weeks now. So, uh, you know, they're they're hoping that Jack Flaherty can be the stopper for them. You know, a, a couple of weeks ago, they were, lost the first two games of the series in Seattle, and Jack went out and pitched well and got them a win. They need him to be the, the stopper and the ace of the staff and get them a win when they're going through tough times like this. John Denton, MLB.com, with us every Thursday here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. It's presented to you by Munganass, St. Louis Acura. And Alton Toyota. So last night, I was telling the story at the outset of our show. A longtime baseball person texted me. I was at the game and and heading back with my son. He texted me while we were uh, in the Uber on the way back home and said, panic move. And then I got home and I looked at my phone since my five-year-old had it at the time. And and uh, and I said, what are you making reference to? And he was making reference to Helsley coming in in the seventh inning. And and this was before what happened in the ninth inning happened. I looked at my phone in the eighth inning, so this was not a results-oriented text. He thought it was a panic move. Ali Marmol gave his reasoning for it. Uh, what were your thoughts in the moment when you saw Helsley come in, and what were your thoughts on what wound up uh, playing out? 
Yeah, you know, there's a lot of focus on the, the ninth inning, but the, the seventh inning, that's where the game went, went haywire. Yes. When, when Hicks can't finish that game, and when Hicks can't finish that inning out, that's where it sets all this in motion. Same, same thing that happened against yeah. the Phillies in game one that wound up being another uh, signature managerial moment. Exactly, exactly. You know, and, and, and Renfro had singled off of Hicks earlier in the game. So Ali says, okay, so say I leave, leave Hicks in, Renfro singles there, and they tie the tie the game. And then people were asking, okay, why didn't you turn to Helsley, or why didn't you turn to uh, Gallegos there? You know, so it's it's one of those things where, I mean, Ollie Ollie made the right move last night. Like, Geo has been really good. I think he faced 28 batters, he'd given up three hits, and then last night three of the first four are reaching. So, you know, it's not so much about pitches. A lot of there was a lot of focus last night on oh Helsley only threw. 10 pitches, nine of them were strikes. It's about the ups and, ups and downs with closers. Uh, you know, Helsley threw three innings twice last year. One time it was the second game of a doubleheader, and one time it was when a game went into the 10th inning. You know, he, there's a reason why Hel, uh, closers only pitch one inning or only pitch two innings. It's about the ups and the downs, having to get hot, cool off, and get hot again. Uh, Ali even mentioned this morning, if you look at the way the Brewers had handled uh, a hater when they had him, you know, they, they tried to stay away from getting him hot, having him sit down, then have to get hot again. And, and never did Hayter pitch three innings. So, you know, there, there's so much focus on him only throwing 10 pitches. It's not about that. It's about the sit down, pitch, sit down, pitch for three innings. You just don't see closers do that a lot. So, yeah, and I, and I follow that part of it, even though I know that doesn't necessarily resonate with the fan base. I do get that part of it. I suppose what I would counter with, John, is if Gallegos has been, as Ali Marmol said in his own words in the postgame, their best reliever, then why didn't he decide to go to him in that spot in the seventh when Hicks had run into a bit of trouble because the lineup coming around to Trout hitting in the ninth inning was something that was clear. Uh, and uh, unless the Cardinals got into a bunch of problems and the lineup would turn over quicker than that. Do you have any idea of what his thought process was with not going to Gallegos in the ninth, but instead going to him in the seventh? Yeah, you know, he just he just thought there that, uh, you know, w- one of the unintended consequences of losing is your, 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 your bullpen doesn't get consistent pitching. You know, uh, Helsley and, and Gallegos haven't pitched consistently because of this. So, you know, he thought that that's where the game could flip right there. There were runners on first and second. You had Hunter Renfro up, a, a good batter. Uh, you know, if, if Renfro, if he leaves Hicks in or he brings in Gallegos, you know, and Renfro singles there, then there's questions are, why isn't Helsley ready? Because that was the biggest spot in the game. Eh, so, I don't know on that know, one. It's, 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 one of, it's one of these spots where every decision they make, even if it's the sound right decision, are, are going haywire right now. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, listen, you can't manage based on worried about what you know fans are going to be angry about. I agree with that, but I don't know if people would have gone, oh, what's Gallegos <laughs> doing here? That would have been. With that yeah. said, we, uh, I, 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 I'm not usually. Let's look at a positive thing because I really, you know, I see what uh-huh. I see. But I do yeah. think something that you and I have spent a lot of time talking about over the last couple of weeks. There was something flashing last night. Naturally, it's not going to get much attention because of the manner with which that uh, ended, and understandably so. But Nolan Arnato, multi-hit game, plus a walk, hit the ball hard. And I feel like that is a domino from the offensive issues that the, that the organization has at the major league level at the moment. And he did it against a pitcher of the caliber of Otani's. So if there's something that I'm going to take away from that and hope that there's carryover, it's Arnato and his at-bats and success last night. Yeah, exactly, exactly, Tim. I mean, 
like you know, we talked about, you know, yes, he's been in a slump, but two, he wasn't even hitting the ball hard, like at all. You know, there's a lot of weak contact or a lot of iffy swings. To see him swing the bat like he did last night and even the night before, I thought he swung it a lot better. Um, you know, like I've said several times, like there's nobody more obsessed with hitting. There's nobody who thinks more about hitting and constantly worrying about hitting than Nolan Arenado. And, you know, we all know that it's just a matter of time until he breaks out. Like history says, this is who he is. He's a guy who hits 30 home runs. He's a guy who drives in 100 runs. He's done that seven straight years. The Cardinals are confident that he will come back. And, you know, like last year in the playoffs, if Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt don't hit, they're not going to win. And they haven't hit this season, and that's a big reason why they haven't won. They just feel like history says those two will hit, and they will eventually get right offensively. Uh, John Denton with us. Final question for you here. Um and I'm putting you on the spot, uh, and if you want to politely decline, I, I would understand, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. If this homestand turns into something along the lines of a two-and-four homestand, let's say they get one today, but they lose Friday and Sunday, Stephen Matz's start, uh, to the Tigers, do you think that the organization is thinking, okay, we might need to do something, whether it be with the roster, whether it be with the coaching staff, with the front office? And I'm not talking specifically firing Marmol, even though I know that that certainly gets going after a game like last night and the start that the team is having. But do you think that there is an awareness amongst the organization that the fan base is really charging the walls and has had enough with where this thing is? Yeah, I think there's absolutely, you know, an awareness that they realize it. Um, I think they have 100% support uh, of Ali Marmol. They have belief that, that he's the right manager for this team. Um, you know, I, I don't think they would make a move there at this point. Uh, you know, eventually, like, Tim, we've been around sports long enough, uh, professional sports. If you don't win, eventually everybody's going to be called into question. Eventually the manager, the, the president, the GM, they're all going to be on the hot seat if they don't win. They feel like they're going to get this thing right at some point. But, you know, this team's got to play complete baseball. You know, one night they pitch, one night they hit, one night the relievers are there. But putting it all together has been a problem. Uh, You know, they have confidence that Ali Marmol is the right manager. And I don't see him making a move there. But I do think they could shake up this roster dramatically. I think they could move some people out. I've said all along the whole Jordan Walker move was not about Jordan Walker. It was about these other four outfielders and, you know, if things continue to go bad, I think one of these outfielders could be elsewhere, uh, you know, in, in the next couple of weeks. There you go, John Denton. It'll be one to follow today. Day game, Jack Flaherty on the mound as the Cardinals try to avoid a sweep for the fifth straight series where they go into the final game of the series trying to avoid a sweep. And then who would have thought that the first week of May in a series with the Detroit Tigers could be a critical one. But alas, that is where we are. Follow John on Twitter and read him at MLB.com. John Denton with us every Thursday. John, thank you so much for the time as always. Appreciate it, sir. Have a good day. Take you care. too. It's John, uh, John Denton with us. BK and Ferrario up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Hack here in Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN.